kind of odd this week. I had a show lined up where we were going to talk about gluten-free brewing. But I made a beer to taste during that show, and it wasn't quite ready. And when I reached out to my guest, he was like, oh, I'm so glad because I'm actually recovering from COVID-19. And so with my plans blown, it gave me an idea. We're going to talk about how COVID-19 has affected homebrewers today on Homebrewing DIY. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Building recipes and taking good notes are two of the key fundamentals of making great beer. This is one of the first things that you learn when becoming a new brewer. I started taking notes on a sheet from my extract kit and then quickly moved to brewing software. I've tried many different types of brewing software and then I found Brewfather. This is the one piece of software that you need for recipes and very detailed brew day notes, as well as fermentation notes. Brewfather also integrates with some of the topics that we discuss on the show, like the till hydrometer, the ice spindle, and ferment track. You need no other piece of software than Brewfather. One of the best parts of Brewfather is that you can try it for free. All you need to do is head to our website, homebrewingdiy.beer, and click on the Brewfather banner to sign up for free today. Once again, that's homebrewingdiy.beer, and sign up for Brewfather today. Keeping a clean brewery is the key to making great beer that doesn't get contaminated. Do you use a glass or plastic carboy for your fermentation? Did you know that getting your carboy clean can be tough, especially removing the crucin ring? Even with traditional carboy cleaning tools, it can take a lot of time and not get your carboy completely clean. Well, today there's a new tool that can easily clean your carboy and do it fast, and that tool is called a scrubber ducky. Scrubber duckies are a new magnetic carboy cleaner that are easy to use and get the cleaning results required in brewing. Drop a magnetic scrubber into your carboy and be able to scrub away all of the grime in that hard to clean cruisin'. They are no match for scrubber duckies and you can get yours today at scrubberduckies.com. Once again, head over to scrubberduckies.com. Have you ever wanted to make a podcast? Do you have a subject you want to discuss with listeners? Do you even know where to start? Well, if you want to make a podcast and you want to get started now, I could not recommend Anchor enough. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. 
Hey, look, I shopped around for a place to post my podcast and Anchor was the easiest, most streamlined experience you could ask for. So if you're looking for a place for your new podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And welcome back to Homebrewing DIY, the podcast that takes on the do-it-yourself aspect of homebrewing, gadgets, contraptions, and parts. This show covers it all. On this week's show, we're going to talk about how COVID-19 has affected homebrewing in general. And really how I'm figuring this out is I went out into the internets and I asked a bunch of homebrewers how COVID-19 is affecting them. And today what we're going to do is go through some of the feedback I got from them. I, I think that it'll be a fun show, and I know talking about COVID-19 is usually a pretty grim subject, but the idea of this is actually meant to be, how are you dealing with the pandemic, and how has it affected your home brewing? It'll be actually kind of a fun show. That being said, first thing I want to do is thank all of our patrons over at Patreon. It's because of you that this show can come to you week after week. Head over to patreon.com forward slash homebrewing DIY. Another way to support the show is to head over to Coffee, and that's ko-fi.com, and you can give at any amount there as well, but it's a one-time gift versus monthly. So if you want to donate to the show and you feel that monthly subscription is a little bit steep for your budget, Coffee is always a great option, and you can just buy me a beer. Another way to support the show is by writing us a review. You can head over to Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to this on Apple, just scroll to the bottom and right there you can write us a review or you can head to podchaser.com and it's podchaser.com forward slash homebrewing DIY and you can leave us a review there. Those reviews help others find the show and you know they also are great feedback for me to help me improve the show. Another way to support the show is head over to our website homebrewingdiy.beer and use some of our sponsor links. I'd like to thank all of you who've used our sponsor links in the past. It you you go over there, you buy Brewfather, you buy things at Adventures in Homebrewing, you even buy brew bags over at brewinabag.com. All of those purchases, they don't change any of your prices, but it also lets them know that you're a listener of the show and there in turn they support us. So head over to homebrewingdiy.beer. Also have a couple of things going on in the brewery. I have just now finished up my gluten-free beer. I will. I just started actually cold crashing it today. And when that's all done, we'll get it packaged up and we're going to taste that beer next Tuesday on our show when we talk about gluten-free brewing. So if that's something that interests you, don't miss next week. We're going to have a good time. The other thing we're going to do in a couple of weeks, I have Escarpment Labs coming over and talking to us about different types of yeast. We're going to discuss specifically Kvike yeast. I want to do an entire show about it just because I recently brewed a beer with Kvike, was really excited with some of the results. Tastes great. Doesn't look as hot as I wanted it to, but also it was my first batch, and I tried to make a pseudo-pilsner out of a Kvike. I think that was a little bit of too far of a stretch, but still super crisp, super clean, and I'm mind-blown at the fact that I brewed it at 75 and then ramped it up to 85, and it was done in like four days. So kind of a, a cool project there. And I'm excited about having that show in two weeks, so 
couple good shows on the lineup and it'll be fun. You know, we just finished our beginner homebrewer series and it was a, it was a really fun series to do. We might insert an episode here as part of that beginners series here and there, but starting next week and moving forward, we're going to go back to having guests on the show and I'm couldn't be more excited about it. Well, let's jump into this week's show where we're going to go out to the internet and we're going to ask homebrewers how COVID-19 has affected your homebrewery. Well, this week's show is going to be a little bit different than normal. I had actually arranged to have a guest this week. We were going to talk about gluten-free brewing and that guest had actually sent me a gluten-free extract kit that I made to taste as part of the show. Well, I made the beer and was expecting it to go faster than it did and actually kind of was still fermenting and was still going. So I reached out to my guest. His name's Rusty Wilson. He's a pretty cool guy. And he had sent me the kit And so I wanted to let him know, hey, it's not ready for us to actually do the show. I want to do a tasting. And he replied, I'm super glad we're going to move it because I'm right now recovering from COVID-19. So as I sat around and thought about how I was going to salvage my episode this week, I decided what I was going to do was have a conversation about how COVID-19 is actually affected homebrewers. So at that point, I went out and did some posts all over the internet asking homebrewers some questions about, hey, how has COVID-19 affected your homebrewing and what's changed and what's different? And what I'm going to do today is go through some of those different answers that I got from all of you and we'll just go through those today and that'll be today's show. It'll, It'll be fun. I know that COVID-19 normally is a pretty much a downer of a conversation, but on the other side of it, we're homebrewers. And I think that the cool thing about being a homebrewer is that we tend to take a situation like, oh, hey, I'm stuck at home and make the best of it. We're we're the type of people that want to make our own beer just because of the love of making beer. And I feel that it's just something where we, we can deal with problems when they go wrong and I think we can deal with it in the right way. And so the intent of this is not to be a downer about COVID-19. I think it has affected some people really adversely. Obviously, we're looking at 130,000 people dead right now. We're also looking at a future that is really unknown until we have some sort of vaccine. But in the end, I think that when we look at homebrewers and how it's affected us, it's tended to, at least for me, be a very positive aspect of my COVID-19 lockdown. It's been a good outlet. Obviously, the podcast has been a great outlet as well. But on the other side of it is that I've brewed more in the last four months than I had in the last year, just because of work, wife, kids, and all that are going on, and just frankly being home more. It's allowed me to have a bit more time to homebrew and do some more of the projects that I've wanted to do. And so at least that's me personally and how it's affected me personally. But let's dive into some of the things that homebrewers have told me and how COVID-19 affected them. 
So first thing I did is I headed out onto Facebook and asked that question, how has COVID-19 affected you? And I, I, this is an answer I got from a lot of people, but I'm going to go with Robert Sikowski. He's at capacity and he's like, LOL, but nobody to drink it with. And I basically replied to him that said, I have the same problem. And I really do. I, I started off with 15 gallons in my kegerator and I did get through it. It, it took a while, but I got through it. And when doing so, I then brewed another batch and I'm now at capacity and overflowing in beer. And I don't really have the normal people I would have over here all the time to drink it all. But then uh, he, he replied, we're so close to being able to have a safe gathering and then bang that lockdown again. So yeah, kind of the, it's kind of the situation we are in is that even if we did have a safe gathering right now, chances are just the the way the numbers are going, uh, we're probably closer than not to another lockdown. So that's, that's definitely not very much fun. Robert also did post some really great photos of all the beer he's got, and he's got a lot. So definitely doing a lot of brewing, Robert. And I'm really happy that you've been making such good use of your time. Uh, Robert B. Clark actually said, not being able to browse my favorite favorite lo- local homebrew shop, great fermentations in person, but at last they do have curbside pickup. And that is something that I've seen a lot of homebrewery homebrew shops doing is having curbside pickup. Uh, My local homebrew shop is Tom's homebrew shop. So a quick shout out to them. And I will say that I currently am in a position where if I do a call ahead order with them, I call ahead, I drive down and my order is just waiting for me on a cart and I just walk up and grab it. It's actually been really convenient and they're a great shop because they do cool things like they've always done, hey, I could call ahead with my order and they have it waiting for me. So not really much of a stretch from what they were doing before, but uh, it was really nice during COVID if I needed to pick something up. Also, uh, one of my favorites was uh, this answer. Uh, it gave me time to try homebrewing. And this is Jordan, Jordan Molina on Facebook. It gave me time to try homebrewing. The first brew was okay, and the second one I just tried, and it turned out close to perfect. The third one is fermenting and starting my fourth on Sunday. If this whole thing didn't happen, I probably would have never even tried it, and I think I get more excited about brewing than what it will taste like and then actually drinking it. And I'm kind of the same way. You know, Brewing for me is definitely what I want to be doing. I, I love the process of brewing. I love the, 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 the act of actually brewing. Don't get me wrong. I love drinking beer too, but I think brewing is just as much fun as drinking beer and tasting beer. And I am totally motivated by that. And I think that most home brewers feel the same way. So I, I did ask Jordan, what styles did you make so far? And he did reply. Uh, our first was an IPA, his father's choice. Uh, we forgot to dry hop it, and they were just a little all over the place. Ha, ha, ha. Totally agree. Your first batch is never going to go smooth. Uh, it's just kind of part of it, right? Uh, we, we all uh, talk to an old homebrewer and ask him about his first batch. It's never a great story. The second was a hazy, and it was, uh, uh, his, his, it was both their choice, uh, which turned out awesome. 
And then last Sunday, they did a honey pale, and it was his choice, and it, it'll be coming soon. And then Sunday, they're going to do a single hop mosaic, his brother-in-law's choice. And the single hop, they're going to try adding mango at the end of the fermentation, which I will need to research on how to do that. Well, Jordan, I hope you're listening to this podcast. Uh, a great way to add mango is just as you're finishing up in the, in, in, as, as you're finished with fermentation, adding it into your secondary. I don't normally rack into secondary, but when I'm adding fruit, I like to get it off the yeast cake and then add the fruit to it. So that is one of the few times I do secondaries. And mango is a, a great choice. I, I, I love how you've gone from your first beer being an IPA, your second beer being an IPA, and then by your fourth beer, you're already adding fruit to it. So really great to see the way that you are uh, progressing as a home brewer, and I hope you do really great stuff and you make great beer. And, and please feel free to reach out to me if you ever have any questions. I'm glad to answer any. Uh, here's an answer that I got from a lot of people, but this is from Ben Cape. He said, I'm drinking more beer and brewing more beer. So, yeah, that's definitely the case for me. Here's something that Nick Conrad said, and definitely the case for me. I'm going to totally relate to this. He said, made him gain 15 pounds. And I will say, just because of the sheer amount of me not going anywhere for two months and not really putting the effort I should have into working out, I've also put on 15 pounds. And I don't know if any of you have seen me and what I look like. I'm generally not an overweight guy. I do have a bit of a small beer belly, but I'm not you know, real hefty or anything like that. But the COVID lockdown has definitely had me put on some weight. I will say, though, in the last couple of weeks, I finally have gotten back on my bike, gotten outside, and tried to do be a bit more active just because uh, sitting around being being inactive is just not good. And especially if you are drinking more beer, it's just you, you got to. You, it, beer is a lot of calories and a lot of empty calories. So, you know, not not telling you something nobody here listening to this show doesn't know. Uh, Phil Reek, he said, it's amped up. I'm a one to two gallon apartment brewer and I keep getting discharged at work recently. And now I've been get letting all the other cooks at work be my guinea pigs with homebrew. Keep joking that it's the macho version of the pandemic sourdough. <laughs> uh, you know, the pandemic sourdough is definitely a thing. I've also, as part of the pandemic, gotten into doing sourdough. And I've made, I've made about six or seven loaves now, or actually six or seven rounds of sourdough. I got a sourdough starter, been going crazy with it. It is kind of a fun project and super easy. I was surprised. It did take me a few to get going, kind of like beer. But uh, yeah, sourdough has been fun. And yeah, that has definitely been a thing. Go on to Amazon and look for the sourdough baskets. The price of those things is ridiculous right now because obviously there was a run on them. It's kind of crazy. So I've been using a bowl with a towel to do my proving of my bread. But yes, sourdough has definitely been on my agenda as well and a good time. Dennis Gray replied, I had to buy my first meal, and now I only buy grain in 50 to 55-pound bulk. The local homebrew store that I frequent is on its second shutdown. And I said, well, glad you have some grain in bulk so you can keep brewing. I will say I tend to like to buy grain in bulk as well. Specifically, I like to have base malt in bulk, and I have my own mill. 
and I brew in a bag, and so my my mill is actually set up to for my specific crush. So even when I go to my local homebrew store, I don't even have it crushed there. But yeah, I, I will say that uh, buying grain in bulk is a great way to be prepared for when you have that crazy time and you're like, oh, hey, I have time for a brew day. If you have a few packets of yeast laying around, specifically dry yeast, you have a bunch of bulk grain or base malt laying around. And chances are that if you've made any beers in your past, you'll have little bags of some specialty malt laying around. I've actually had a great time going out and making a beer out of just what I have on hand. It's really a great way to really figure out what you can make with what you have on hand and what the style is actually going to be. So always, always a good time there and a great way to really engage with brewing. And it seems to me like Dennis is going down a similar way. Patrick Chavez actually said, actually, I've been brewing less since the virus. It's actually, I've been drinking less too, but it's also because I'm trying to get my house fixed up. And that's probably the reason. And I will admit that, yes, there is a lot of DIY projects going on at, at people's houses right now. It's kind of crazy when you go to Home Depot how busy it really is and, and how you kind of can't find anything if, you, if you're if you looking for a specific project to do. And yeah, but uh, there's definitely a lot of DIY home improvement projects going on right now with people being around the house. And that could be a very good reason that you're not homebrewing as much. So thanks for uh, the feedback, Patrick. Alex Wheeler, I started brewing because of COVID. Now I'm addicted. Congrats, Alex. Welcome to the club. We are so excited to have you. Love another new home brewer. I got a comment from Ben Brody, and this was a really cool one. It's increased it, and I've actually had the time to start my own YouTube channel with videos of brewing. It's been so much fun sharing recipes and what I've learned over the last few years of brewing. And I will actually put a link to Ben's YouTube channel here in the show notes. So uh, thanks for responding, Ben. And his name is Ben Brody. And I'll, I'll link to his YouTube channel in the show notes. So go check out his channel and uh, throw another homebrewer some support. Then I heard back from Jonathan Newkirk. Yeah, I've stopped brewing and started running. Went from 3 to 10 miles a run and 50-ish miles a week. I've lost 20 pounds. Hey, that that's a really positive way to deal with uh, the pandemic and to really, you know, do something for your health. I, I, I will say that I gained 15 pounds right out of the gate, but I will also say that I'm really working on trying to be a lot more active because, Hey, sitting around for four months, just drinking beer in the end, if you drink that much, it's not going to be super healthy for you. And you got to really think about it specifically if you're making beer all the time, just uh, at least the way I look at it. So thanks, Jonathan, for the feedback. Ed Rizel pop piped in and he said, I bought a glycol chiller with my stimulus. And hey, I have to admit, I didn't actually use my stimulus check on anything like that. But a glycol chiller would be pretty sweet, especially, you know, I, I don't know how many of you have conical fermenters, but if you do, a glycol ch- chiller is going to definitely be a game changer, though I'm actually about to switch to fermenting in kegs. I think fermenting in kegs is going to be my way of getting to a stainless steel fermenter with doing it at a low cost and being able to do oxygen-free transfers. I, 
been working on a project trying to get my fur monster to be able to do an oxygen free transfer. And after trying to DIY, DIY it a bunch of different times, I've just realized that it's just easier and cheaper, cheaper to go to a keg. And yeah, you do get a bit of a smaller batch because your overall fermenter is now five gallons. So you end up with about a four gallon batch in the end. But in the, in the end, I'm okay with that. Uh, it's still plenty of beer. So that's at least the way I'm going to go. And uh, Ed, thanks for letting us know what you did with your stimulus. Bob Rouse, he, he commented with, I brewed a lot of pre-COVID in anticipation of a party. Oh, man, I'd love to go to a party right now. But that was canceled, obviously. So I've been drinking through that to free up space. So not a lot of brewing. Also, been working on a new electric system, so brewing on my propane system seems like a step backwards. Man, uh, you know, my neighbor across the street, Aaron Bandler, is currently working on a brew block system. And as that comes together, we're actually going to do a podcast on brew blocks. I've had a request on that specifically anyway, so I'm very excited to talk about it. And watching him put together this electric system has got me super jealous. I think I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and do it. I really want an electric system bad. I had to brew a batch with propane about two weeks ago. And, you know, I blew through half a tank of propane in one batch. There's all the reasons why electric is the way to go. I agree. So thanks for letting us know, Bob. Nick Bruno says, I made a batch of COVID Kulsh and it was awful. My first bad batch of beer in near a decade. And actually, Justin Schultz piped in and he says, Nick, would it, you should have stayed six feet away while you were brewing. <laughs> I kind of, uh, man, the social distancing has been kind of definitely crazy and it's weird to go to the grocery store, but it's, it's kind of funny though, is that as the time is worn on to see people with masks in the store and to keep six feet away is becoming very normal. It's funny how being human, you can adjust to something like that, but yeah, uh, definitely uh, a great joke, Justin. And, Thanks, guys, for uh, uh, giving us some feedback today. AJ Jarvis, he piped in, and he says, I'm brewing more now than before. Working from home gives me more time. My local homebrew shop suffered. It closed for a while and then was online to pick up orders only. And like many small businesses, they've lost staff and are struggling and to juggle keeping a business open, having small children who aren't in school in daycare or summer camp. I I personally have the same issue there. I have a seven-year-old. I have a three-year-old. It's real tough to juggle kids uh, and life in general. And so he said also, do the right thing and support the small business and keep your money local. Sure, it's convenient to order from the big guys online, but it always is good to help a small business and keep the country running. And I responded with that saying, hey, AJ, I couldn't agree more. I've been trying to support my local homebrew store as much as possible. Obviously, I, if, if you're somewhere where you're not near a homebrew store, go online, buy some stuff. If Now's the best time, right? You're, you're definitely going to, yeah, you have the time to homebrew. But if your homebrew store is open and it's local and they're doing pickup, support them. They, you know, they, they, they could really use the support and any small business could use your support. Also a local brewery could really use your support as well. So 
what, what I've been doing is I've been really keeping an eye on all of the, the releases from the breweries that I love. And if they have something that I really want to try, I've been making a very conscious effort to go out and actually try to get beers from them because I want to support them. And so if, if you're in a similar situation, please also support your local homebrew store and your local brewery. I think now is the time more than ever to do so. Chris Wilcox has a great idea where he's brewing more and started delivering as an excuse to visit good friends. I, I've actually done a very similar thing. I am not really going and visiting friends at their house or anything like that. But one thing that I've done with a lot of my friends that I normally would drink beer with is I will bottle a few different beers that I have or share some beers that I have that are commercial and we'll actually put a cooler out on one person's porch and three or four of us will go and we'll put beers into the cooler and then swap beers out of the cooler and kind of make it into a thing. And then we'll do a Zoom meeting where we all meet and do a beer tasting that way. It's been really, really fun and it's, it's a great time and a great way to still enjoy beers with friends and enjoy the same beers with friends so that you're doing a tasting and having that good time with each other. But, uh, doing so virtually, you know, it, it is definitely so, a, a great way to do so and do so safely and uh, a way that I would recommend it. But yeah, beer delivery is always a great way. I hear a lot of people through this entire thread kind of saying, you know, I have a lot more beer now and I'm trying to get through it all. Well, a great way is get a bottle out, get the, get the growler filler out, fill up some bottles, get the beer gun out and share them with friends. I'm sure that they would love to have some of your homebrew. Andrew Douglas said, I was planning a home, uh, a brew pub. Kind of glad I didn't sign and take on a mortgage. I kind of agreed. Now would not have been the best time to try to open a brand new brewery. People talk about the business of breweries and how excited they are to, to open a brewery. And I couldn't agree more. There's definitely been a time in my life when I've wanted to maybe go into the brewing business. I've also come from years and years of working in the restaurant and brewery business as, as either managing and running operations. I, I ran really large operations in the restaurant business for a long time. So this is definitely something that I know well and a business I know well. And I could tell you right now, trying to market a new brewery right now would be really, really tough. And so I think that you kind of missed a bullet there. But one thing I will say is that Look at the future, and if you see that we're getting close to something like a vaccine or close to getting actually through the pandemic and and things are starting to actually improve, don't wait too long to actually bite the bullet and open that brewery. And here's why. you know, With this economy having a downturn, specifically in the restaurant business, there's going to be a lot of turnover of restaurants that aren't going to make it. And it, it's sad to say and sad to see all of these mom and pop businesses go under. It, the restaurant business is tough. And I can't, couldn't believe there was ever a time like this where the restaurant business is so affected by what's going on in the world. But we are now in that time. But I will say as a piece of advice, Andrew, right before the, 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 the pandemic is going to end, start getting that plan together. You've got six months to a year until we're through this. Start getting that plan together now. 
start pulling it together, start looking around for the equipment that you're going to need because you're going to get some really smoking deals. I, I could tell you that here in Denver, Colorado, I've seen a lot of breweries blowing out their equipment and you'll be able to get deals on equipment that you would never have been able to get before. So if, if you're planning a new brewery over the next, I would say, and opening it sometime in the middle of next year, definitely keep an eye out because you'll be able to get some of the things that would have cost you a lot of money and you'll be able to get it at fraction of uh, pennies on the dollar in what you would have been able to get it before. Now, don't get me wrong. I can't tell the future of what that's really going to look like, but you know, uh, we'll see. And hopefully, hopefully things will improve. This next post is something that I've actually heard a lot from a lot of different brewers out there. Kyle Johnson says, my local brew shop usually has an uptick of 50% once it starts getting warmer, but he said it's been 300% this spring. I've been so happy not being obligated to go out and see people. It is an un- it, it's, it's an introvert's dream come true. I've brewed twice and planning a third and I've been drinking less because uh, they cause man boobs and experiencing more mountain biking. I need to drink more to keep up with my brewing habit and my friends like the free beer though. Uh, It is great to hear when you hear things like local homebrew shops being up 300% because as we all know, local homebrew shops were struggling going into the pandemic. And I've heard a lot of feedback from at least here in Denver that people are brewing a lot more than they had in the past. Chris Stein says, almost couldn't get CO2, but I got it figured out after 50 phone calls. Yeah, that's kind of a weird thing of COVID right now is that there's shortages of weird things. Like right now, you can't even get change when you go to the grocery store because there's a shortage of change. Uh, it's, it's been the weirdest things we have the shortages of. And there was a CO2 shortage, uh, so random. But on the other hand of that, the the good news has been that when we have had shortages so far, they've been pretty short-lived, and then they tend to rebound pretty quickly. Uh, remember toilet paper three months ago? Uh, now you go and there's shelves filled with toilet paper, so kind of crazy. But uh, definitely the CO2 thing was scary, considering I actually had a CO2 leak this year, and because of that, I blew through two 20-pound tanks. I did get it figured out and so i'm probably good on co2 for the next year or two but man that was kind of crazy uh figuring out that leak olin suddeth he replied with the only impact has been the reduction in my ability to give beer away yeah uh, definitely you know not having friends over has been tough but like i said there's definitely ways to share with friends and to do so remotely and also It depends on your state. I'm here in Colorado, and Colorado really did a good job early to get ahead of the pandemic a little bit. We are starting to see a bit of an uptick here. I think just nationwide we're seeing an uptick as things have opened up. But it's nothing like you're seeing in states like Florida or Texas. And so we can still have small groups if you you really want to and feel safe. I, I went from not seeing anybody for the first few months to where my group is of people that I do see that are outside my home is very small and intimate, which is great because a couple of them are homebrewers. And so therefore I do have some people to share my beer with now, 
But on the other hand, if you want to have a bigger group, a great way to share beer with friends is, like I said, come up with a community box, figure out a way to get beer swapped amongst one another, and do a, a virtual kind of homebrew club meeting. That That's a great way to really interact with friends, have some beers, and still feel like you're being social versus uh, you know, sitting at home, drinking beer by yourself. It's always a good time. Aaron Wolf says, having to stay home freed up a lot of time for me. I was able to start brewing again after a year of not having any time for it. Three brew sessions in, in the last couple of months. Also, as mentioned above, I find myself drinking more beer at home, so I'm motivated to brew more. Uh, That's awesome, Aaron, and I'm glad that you got back into it. There was a time when I actually took 10 months off of brewing and man, it felt good to get back into it. It's, it's weird how work and life can get involved and kind of get you away from it. So uh, welcome back, Aaron, and I'm glad you're enjoying your brewing. This is a, a kind of cool one here. Uh, James Gould said, my serving chest freezer started out being used as an actual chest freezer, and so uh, we're slowly getting through all of the food that's in it. So my fermentation chamber has been doing double duties So I need to kill some of my kegs before I can start fermenting again. I've only brewed three times this year, and usually I'd be eight or nine batches in. Uh, Yeah, James, totally understand. Randomly, I have like, I've I've accrued chest freezers. It's kind of really weird. I think it's a home brewer thing. I've got a keezer, and that's a chest freezer. I've got a fermentation chamber. That's a chest freezer. I've got a chest freezer that's actually for food. That's a chest freezer. And then I also have a mini fridge that's filled with beer. And then I still have a a normal food fridge in my kitchen with a freezer attached to it. So I'm definitely all stocked up up on refrigeration in my house. Uh, So yeah, good to go here. David Pike said, the two months everything was closed, I had friends asking me to brew them beer or split batches of beer. And I'm thinking that I brewed like a batch of beer a week and they were mostly all IPAs. So Definitely, that, that's a good way to get through all those pounds of hops you have in the freezer, too. So that tends to be a problem with me is that I accrue a lot of pounds because I'll, I'll see a good deal on a pound of hops and I'll just go out and buy it. And then I'll be, st- not that that's a bad thing. I, I love having lots of hops, but that is, for at least me, a good reason to have, one of the reasons I like to brew hazy IPAs is it allows me to get through some of the bulk hops that I buy and gives me a reason to get them all in one batch because, you know, sometimes I've, I've made hazy IPAs that have a pound of hops in them. My bad. They taste great. Well, I think that this is now a good time to wrap up this week's episode where we were talking about how COVID-19 has affected some homebrewers out there and really love to hear other feedback from other brewers of how the pandemic and, and is affected you and how you've been getting through it. But uh, next week, when we get back into the show, we will have uh, Rusty on the show. We're going to talk about gluten-free homebrewing. Then we're going to have Escarpment Labs on the show. The following week, we're going to talk about Kavike Yeast. And then we're going to have guest after guest after guest every week. Uh, get back into the normal groove of things. I'm, I've got a show planned to talk about things like uh, like a, a brew block system that's being built across the street and some other fun projects. So pretty excited about what's going on here in the world of homebrewing DIY and excited to have you all come along with me for the journey. So uh, we'll all talk to you next week and thanks.
Well, I'd like to thank everybody for sticking with me through this week's show. It was actually really fun to hear how all of the different homebrewers had gotten through the pan- is are getting through the pandemic, and we're all in this boat together, kind of part of being human. Well, you can find us on social media. Head over to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just look for us at Homebrewing DIY, all one word. Well, that's the end for this week, and we'll talk to you next week on Homebrewing DIY. <laughs>